He was my type at age nine. Just um, a broomstick with a wig on top. (laughs) And a guitar in his hand. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hello, hello. Welcome back to... uh, Back to school September. Uh, I can smell the potpourri. <laughs> the autumnal vibes. It's, uh, it's very calming. Mm-hmm. If you're a new listener, we've gotten a lot of them recently. Uh, welcome to the pod. My name's Christina. I'm Mariah. I don't know why I said my full name. I'm Mo. <laughs> it's so nice to have you here. Thanks for joining us. You probably were on 2000s Talk. Yeah, it's uh, pretty insane how our Grease TikTok really <laughs> shot right to the moon. <laughs> I, you're fake and a phony and I wish I never laid eyes on you. <laughs> my favorite line in the whole movie. Um, oh my gosh. But yeah, thank you so much. We have another amazing school-themed movie for you this week. Yes. And, you know, we're really I, – I feel like we're both – really into fall. Am I wrong here? Oh, yeah. Big time. Huge. I just dropped so much money at Michael's (laughs) getting like their new Enchanted Forest collection. Yes. And I have to tell you, I am like, I can be pretty brutal as like a a person and personality. Like, I don't think I'm the type to be like, oh my God, like I love like a a blush pink like pumpkin, right? (laughs) But guys... I found the crescent moon wreath. Oh, my God. And if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. If you're deep into Michael's talk like we are. I feel like I've mined Bitcoin. Oh, my gosh. I So I have been wanting this this very specific crescent wreath for many moons now, ever since the Michael's fall collection or their Halloween collection really was announced. Mm-hmm. And... I was so excited when I got the email in my inbox because, yes, I am subscribed to Michael's Canada. Obviously. About the Halloween collection. And I was like, great, I can get my crescent moon wreath. I'm so excited. But apparently, that's the only fucking thing from the collection that did not make it to Canada. Whack. So I have to make my own, which isn't the worst in the grand scheme of things. But I am very (laughs) sad that I cannot just buy the beautiful crescent wreath with mushrooms on it i will admit the wreath is beautiful but i do think knowing your artistic like abilities that you can literally create this like yeah it is very clearly like recreatable i just had to buy it because there's no way in fuck i was gonna be able to make it (laughs) i have to see what michael's uh fake moss collection is like and then go from there gets it gets some little pine cones yeah, we hope that uh, you're having a good. I guess it's fall now. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we hope you're having a good fall so far. Enjoying your back to school if you're going to school, or just the beautiful change of scenery and temperature. Exactly. And before we dive into it, as promised, we have some reviews to talk about today. Yeah, we do. Um, our first review was from Becca G. You have been in our DMs before, so we've had some nice repartee, and we gave you a little throwback to uh, Mean Girls. Yes. God is a DJ by Pink. Very fun, flirty little song. Yeah. You could be like getting ready for your day. You're going to go out the door. You're going to do big things today, and you're like, 
This is my dance floor. I'm simply vibing mm. out here, finding yourself and doing your own thing and succeeding. Absolutely. When you told us that you had recreated Mean Girls as a child with Aaron yes. Samuels played by your dog, we were like, obviously, we got to go right to that soundtrack. Hell yeah. So thank you so much for your review. Next up, we have one from Sarah Tonin. Thank you so much for the kind words. And mm -hmm. as you said in your review, you especially love our musical episodes. And we were like, yes. okay, we got to go with a little MT for you, but we want to keep it 2000s, keep mm -hmm. it on theme. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to go with a song from an upcoming movie in our schedule. Ooh. Stay tuned. Not this month, but before <laughs> the end of the year. <laughs> We decided to go with I Want It All from High School Musical 3. Your powerhouse, Bob. Oh my God, yeah. This, obviously, it's a dream sequence song. It can't not be. So mm. whatever fantasy life you want for yourself, live it out to the max in this song. You got that job. You got, you're living in that city or town or Let's mountaintop home, whatever is in your dreams, you know? Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, you have the closet of your dreams. You have the uh, pet of your choice. You have a washer-dryer in-unit. Oh my god, the luxury. The opulence. And you're just, you're living your whole fantasy moment. Yes, and thank you so much for your review. Last but not least, Sarah, we had to do some digging mm -hmm. to get a taste for what you might be like. Um, but we chose the song Glamorous by Fergie. You're absolutely gorgeous. We saw that you're, there was like a makeup tutorial TikTok on your channel. Yes. And so we had to give you Glamorous, which is just a song about enjoying glamour, enjoying beauty. The opulence. Exactly. The luxury of it all, really. Mm. There's a theme here today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, maybe you're you're going out for a night out and you're just like doing your hair, doing your makeup and you're like, I look amazing. Yeah. Re let's go. We're ready to rock. Absolutely. Because in your review, you did say that you enjoy listening to the pod while getting ready. Mm -hmm. So listen to this episode and then Ooh. listen to Glamours by Fergie and you're out the door. Meta, very meta. Yes, very much so. So thank you everybody for the lovely reviews. It really means so much to us. Mm -hmm. They're so great to read. And if you, listener, have not left us a little written review on Apple Podcasts, I don't know what you're doing because if you do, we will give you a shout out in our next episode and pick yeah. a 2000s song for the 2000s movie montage of your life. So you're going to want to do that. You certainly will so that we can rock out hey. to the songs in your movie montages, which leads us into our movie of the week. <sighs> we are doing 2003's classic, The School of Rock. Oh my God. I have been wanting to do this movie for a while. I know yeah. I've said that for like the last few movies, but this one especially, mm -hmm. this is a very special movie to me. It is my second favorite film of all time, yes. right after Moulin Rouge. It is a perfect film. Like, I don't <laughs> know what else to say. It's a perfect film. I would not make a single change. I wouldn't make a change either. Also, just the, first of all, the writer, mm -hmm. Mike White, who was not in the movie, also wrote White Lotus. Yes. And a bunch of other things. But like mm -hmm. 
this is an amazing writer. It's not like they just got a random person to make this film. No, yeah, crazy talented. Mm-hmm. The director, who his name is Linklater. I can't remember his first yeah, it's, name. Yeah, it's Richard 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 Linklater. Linklater directed Boyhood yeah. and other like acclaimed films. Like this is yeah. an insane lineup of creators making mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah, and you know we have the king Jack Black, the root and tootin of them all. <laughs> Truly one of the best comedians of all time yeah um we were talking before we hopped on here about our favorite jack black moments this is my personal favorite it's my Mm favorite my favorite jack black yeah oh yeah my Mm -hmm. mine is very different my favorite jack black movie is the holiday yeah it's just an aside we don't usually see of him and he is incredible in the film oh yeah if you listen to our episode on the holiday you know how (laughs) we feel about miles we love him yeah but yeah, I mean, I watched this movie so much growing up. I know it like the back of my hand. You really do. Yeah, it's all <laughs> muscle memory. Um, it's just, it makes me, it puts me in the best mood. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I've noticed in the past maybe like three or four years of watching it is that I now cry every time I watch this movie. Oh my gosh. During the Battle of the Band sequence which never used to happen to me when I was a kid. But I think because I'm older now, I'm like, I'm a grown-up. And just seeing these kids, like, discover their love for the arts and, like, finding their confidence and, like, doing this amazing show, it makes me cry. And I'm not even, like, a kid's gal, so I don't know what it is, but it really (laughs) always hits me. (laughs) It really is beautiful to see. And it's I mean, we'll get to this later, but it's just so Mm. down to earth. It's not corny. It feels like they're really kind of like finding themselves, coming into their own as pretty young adolescent kids. Like, I think Mm -hmm. they're supposed to be 10 in the film. Yeah, Um, yeah, they're 10. Yeah. Um, Also, they all played actual instruments. This is them playing their instruments. Pretty awesome. Yeah, they're all like super talented. If you want more like – uh behind the scenes like stories and stuff like that mm-hmm. i highly recommend following rivka reyes on tiktok and also listening to their podcast where are we now with rivka reyes um rivka played katie in the movie player. and their podcast interviews different child stars some of which from school of rock mm-hmm. or other movies of the time just seeing where they're at now And you get to hear lots of behind-the-scenes tidbits and also just about what it was like to be a kid actor, which is a very unique and strange experience. Yeah, I don't know if I would let my kid do it, to be honest. Yeah. Side note, Marta – yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is my anecdote, lol. Um, (laughs) Marta, so one of the backup singers, actually went to high school with my brother, Mm. which we found out when we were watching, when we were – I mean, I guess my brother was like like probably 16, 17, and I was like 13. And, mm. and um, he was like, this girl looks exactly like a girl in my class, like looks exactly like her. And I was like, you should ask her, like whatever. And he did. And she was like, oh, yeah, when I was younger, I was I lived in California. Like I wanted to be an actor. And then I came back here. Oh, my God. And I was like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that girl is now dating the guy who plays Frankie yeah. in the same movie. Yeah. It's so cute. If you go to like her Instagram, you can see pictures of them together. It's very sweet. It seems like this cast really like made really long-lasting friendships with each other. Yeah, absolutely. And on a 
on a somber note, unfortunately, earlier this year, mm-hmm. Kevin Clark, who played Freddie Jones, passed away in a very sudden, tragic accident. He was riding his bicycle at night and was hit by a car. Awful. Really, really sad. The whole cast, like, they posted photos of him. They did, like, I think a lot of them met up to have dinner together. And uh, I was listening earlier to the Kevin Clark dedication episode Mm -hmm. of Rivka's podcast. And um, they said that even though the circumstances are absolutely horrible, it really has brought them all closer than they've been in a long time. And they talk a lot on their group text and like are able to support each other after losing, you know, one of their family members. It's so sad. Really awful. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we can pay Kevin Clark a good homage in our retelling Mm -hmm. of today's movie. Absolutely. And with that being said, should we just hop, skip and jump right in there? Yeah, let's do it. The opening of the School of Rock. We are in a seedy nightclub um, venue situation, kind of like if you've ever been to the Mercury Lounge or oh my gosh, um, yeah. one of those places, Rockwood maybe. Which really cool opening credits. Also, like they mm. have um, the names of people like actually on the wall and the door and shit like that, uh, like people's T-shirts and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's very cool. And who do we see in this club but Jack? black as dewey finn playing Mm -hmm. in a rock band yes acting like the freaking cartoon character he is (laughs) the show is happening they're doing their set and he just goes off on this insane guitar solo that lasts way too long (laughs) you can tell the other members are like what the hell like why is he doing this again and he's just like freaking out on his guitar um he tries to crowd surf and no one catches him. Fucking brutal. My man flies off the stage right onto the ground. Oh, my gosh. Horrible. But, uh, yeah, that's that's how we meet Dewey Finn, our, our good old protagonist. Next thing we know, it's the next morning. He is sleeping in his little curtain bedroom in uh, his friend Ned's apartment. I did once live in a curtain bedroom for a few months. Mm-hmm. It's where you don't have walls. It's where your walls are curtains. <laughs> It's when you live in New York. (laughs) Yeah, it's when you live in New York City and you don't have a lot of money. So he's woken up by Ned and his girlfriend, Patty, who are arguing. Patty, played by Sarah Silverman, is complaining about how... Casual. (laughs) Yeah. How Dewey is a dysfunctional freeloader and all of this needs to stop. And Ned is like, let's just talk to him later. But Patty is like... Ned, aren't you tired of letting people push you around? Get in there. <laughs> so she shoves him into the curtain room. Ned is like, hey, Dewey, it's the first of the month. Uh, can I get your share of the rent? And Dewey is like, come on, man. Like, you know, I don't have it. <laughs> but Patty, like, makes Ned keep going. And she's like, you already owe him $2,200. And Dewey is like, listen. My band is going to win Battle the Bands next week. And when I'm rolling in the Benjamins, I will throw you and your dog a bone. (laughs) Pretty bold. Yeah. So Patty starts screaming about how his band is a failure. 
And he's like, can we talk about this later? Patty's like, no, Ned and I have jobs. I work for the mayor. (laughs) And Ned has a really important job. He's a substitute teacher. Very funny because my boyfriend used to be a substitute teacher. Mm. But Dewey's like, are you kidding me? It's like babysitting. And Ned is like, okay, you wouldn't last one day as a substitute teacher. (laughs) And he says that. He serves society by rocking. He's on the front lines out there liberating people with his music. Rockin' ain't no walk in the park, lady. (laughs) And Jack Black, it's like, you shouldn't even provide this manuscript. He is a master at his craft. Yeah, Um, absolutely. It's so, it's so insane. His yeah, sorry. I'm just going to keep going. But <laughs> my man is my man's already got me enthralled. Yeah. Patty makes Ned tell Dewey that if he doesn't come up with the rent by the end of the week, he's kicked out. Yeah, so Ned suggests that maybe Dewey sell one of his guitars or something. <laughs> and oh my gosh, Dewey says, "Would you tell Picasso to sell one of his guitars?" <laughs> And Patty's like, oh, my God, he's an idiot and storms off. And Dewey says that, you know, mooching off of him was never a problem until Patty came around and he should dump her. But Ned is worried about Patty dumping him if Dewey doesn't pay up. And he's like, come on, I may never have another girlfriend. Just come up with some money, please. Dewey's like, okay, fine. I'll do it for you. Not for her. I'll do it for you. So... Dewey goes to his band practice and sees a new guy playing with the band. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, he's like, oh, who's this? And he, he literally comes into this rehearsal like, we got to take Battle of the Band seriously, guys. Like, I am, like, ready to, like, fucking practice. Like, mm-hmm. we have to win this thing. And the lead singer is like, we're actually taking this competition seriously this year. Dewey, you're fired. Spider is replacing him. Yeah, Dewey is pissed. He's like, I made this band. And Theo tells him that he's a great guitarist, but between the 20-minute solos and the stage diving, he had to go. They're trying to get a record deal, and he's an embarrassment. Pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. Yeah. Dewey tells them that they're all nuts and that they've forgotten about the music. And he says he's going to start his own band and they're going to have a revolution. And on his (laughs) way out, he like kicks over one of the stands with the symbols on it. Yeah. I don't know if we mentioned this, but Theo is played by Adam Pascal, a.k.a. fucking Roger from Rent. Very funny. Insane. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So later on, Dewey is trying to sell his guitar to some like randos from Craigslist, probably. Mm-hmm. He keeps getting lowballed though, so it's not really working out. And that's when he gets a phone call to the apartment and picks up, and it's Miss Mullins, aka Joan Cusack. Oh. She is the principal of Horace Green Prep. They had a situation with one of their teachers who like broke her leg or something, and Ned Schneebly was recommended as a sub. They need someone to start immediately. And so Dewey's like, well, he isn't home, but like, tell me more about this job. Like, what does it pay? And she's like, we pay our substitutes $650 a week. And he's like, what did you just say? So (laughs) 
he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I think Ned's coming in now. Ned, phone. And then just, like, moves the phone around and starts wrapping the cord cord around it. (laughs) Smacking it. He's like, hello, this is Ned Schneebly. And cut to Horace Green, preparatory, elementary... I'm adding words to Academy, the title of the school. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mullins shows Dewey around the school, and he immediately asks if he can be paid up front in cash. And she's like, LOL, we do not do that. <laughs> but you can discuss all administrative issues after school. And Dewey's like, oh, after school, what time do we get out? And he asks her if he can leave early. <laughs> Like, it's like just I was trying cut to cut out, out early. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, this is the best elementary school in the state because of our strict code of conduct, faculty included. And Dewey says he's a hard ass and he has no problem, you know, smacking the kids, <laughs> smacking the kids around. And Mullen's like, we do not do corporal punishment here. If anyone gives you a hard time, just send them my way it's my job to discipline yeah i think when she says oh we don't do that he's like oh so verbal abuse yeah. <laughs> and she's like <laughs> and he does this thing every time he talks to her where he like puts his finger on his lip yeah and he's like hmm. <laughs> yeah so mullins brings dewey into the classroom and introduces mr schneebly to the kids he goes to write his name on the board he doesn't know how many e's are in schneebly so he's just like you can call me mr s and so mullins is like is there anything else uh that you need and he says love this line (laughs) i'm a teacher all i need are minds for molding and so when miss mullins leaves dewey immediately is like okay who has food in here because lunch (laughs) has already passed (laughs) And they'll just stare at him. He's like, you're not going to get in trouble. I'm hungry. (laughs) So eventually, Tamika, my favorite character, raises her hand. She's so sweet. Yeah. Dewey goes over, gets a sandwich from her desk, immediately starts munching on it. Like a really good sandwich. Yeah. It's like on like a French roll. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we call a sub in Connecticut. Absolutely. So he tells the kids that he has a hangover. Freddie is like, that means you're an alcoholic. Only an alcoholic would go to school hungover. Um, he has a di- <laughs> he's like, you, you have a disease. <laughs> I can't even keep serious. You have a disease. You need help. And he tells Freddie to shut up. Dewey says that they can all chill today, but Summer raises her hand. She's like, I'm the class factotum. Normally. Um, we have vocabulary and then we'll have a pop quiz and Dewey's like, please shut up. Slow your roll. She shows him the performance poster with like the gold stars and demerits and Dewey is not into it. He tears the poster to shreds and says that as long as he's here, uh, there will be no grades or demerits. It's just recess all the time. And then we have my favorite scene in this movie. (laughs) So we're in Principal Mullen's office. There's like a seven-year-old girl in front of her. She's young, yeah. Miss Mullins is yelling at her, and she's like, it's all right, Emily, don't cry. Just try to be a bit more conscientious. And this kid is crying. She's like, <laughs> and Miss Mullins reaches out to her 
And she's like, would you like a hug? And the girl screams and she's like, I'll be good, I swear. And Mullins is like, that's fine, Emily. You can go back to class now. Oh, my gosh. It's so small, but it's so perfect. Joan Cusack is just She's perfection. so talented. Yeah. Finally, as Mr. Mr. Schneebly, a.k.a. Dewey, is counting down the seconds, the clock strikes 3 p.m. Dewey high-fives all the kids and tells them that he'll see them on the flippy flop and runs out. Miss Mullins is like calling after him in the parking lot and he just juts away. He's like not interested. <laughs> so what is he running off to do? To go hang up posters all around town. Very important. Looking for bandmates. And there are these dudes who are like, oh man, like this guy sucks. Ha ha. And they're like laughing at the posters and Dewey hears. So not a great moment for him. Certainly. That evening, as he is sitting with Dewey um, and Patty, he offers Ned to join his new band and reminds him of their days in maggot death. <laughs> and says, he's like, what happened to this cross-dressing, blood-sucking incubus? And Ned is like, come on, Dewey. I'm not a satanic sex god anymore. I'm just a regular working stiff. And he and Patty, like, exchange <laughs> a smile. Oh, my God. I hate Patty. The worst. So Patty and Dewey start bickering, and she's like, why don't you get a job? And Dewey's like, actually, I did get a job. Go tell the mayor. Because she's like, <laughs> I work for the mayor. Um, he tells them that he's temping like Ned. And Ned is like, I'm a sub. And I'm going to be a certified teacher soon. Yeah, but Dewey's like, well, if you join my band, we could then win Battle of the Bands and split the 20K prize, 60-40. And Ned, like, genuinely looks interested, and Dewey's like, come on, man, like, don't you miss rocking out? And he's about to say something, and Patty is like, you're delusional if you think that anyone would want to join a band with you. Christ. And Ned <laughs> is like, maybe it's time to give up on those dreams, Dewey. I did, and things are going really great for me. Are they? And Dewey's like, uh, okay. So the next day at school, the kids are asking to learn, but Dewey is like, no, recess. It's, it's all recess all day. <laughs> and Summer's like, my parents don't spend 15K a year for recess. So Dewey's... Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dewey's like, decides to stand up and give a monologue. He tells the kids, all right, here's a useful lesson for you. Give up. Just quit. Because in this life... You can't win. Yeah, you can try. But in the end, you're just going to lose. Big time. Because the world is run by the man. And the kids are like, who? The man. Oh, you don't know the man? Well, he's everywhere. In the White House, down the hall, Miss Mullins, she's the man. And the man ruined the ozone. And he's burning down the Amazon. And he kidnapped Shamu and put her in a chlorine tank. <laughs> there used to be a way to stick it to the man. It was called rock and roll. But guess what? Oh, no. The man ruined that, too, with a little thing called MTV. <laughs> so don't waste your time trying to make something cool or pure or awesome, because the man's just going to call you a fat, washed-up loser and crush your soul. So do yourselves a favor and just give up. That's like the best acting I've ever done in my entire life, is delivering. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so dropped in. 
Um, so Miss Mullins comes in as he's screaming this, and she's like, um, Mr. Schneebly, it's after one. The kids are late for their music lesson. Jeez. And Dewey's like, of course, good work, people. We will continue our lecture on the man when you return and sends him off. Yes. And during a music class, okay, Dewey's ears perk up and he actually goes to their class because he can hear the music in the hallway and sees the kids playing classical music. We have someone on the cello, someone, uh, Freddie's on cymbals, Zach is playing his guitar. And so Dewey gets an idea. He decides to go to his van. He brings his rock instruments into the classroom. Yeah, so when the kids get back to class, Dewey has all this equipment laid out for them. And he's like, I heard you guys in music class. You can really play. And then he brings Zach Mooneyham up to the front. I know that everyone had a crush on Freddie when they were a kid watching this movie, but I was a Zach girl through and through. I loved him. He was my type at age nine. Just um, a broomstick with a wig on top. <laughs> <laughs> and a guitar in his hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was all I needed. So he gives Zach an electric guitar, which he's never played before because his dad thinks it's a waste of time. And then, you know, he teaches him some riffs. He teaches him like Iron Man, Smoke on the Water, Highway to Hell. Zach can immediately play it back note for note. (laughs) I did make my dad teach me how to play Smoke on the Water because of this movie. Yeah. So then Dewey has Lawrence, piano man, come up to the keyboard, gives him some sheet music to play Touch Me. He immediately starts like nailing it because he's a very, very talented pianist. Yeah. And Dewey's singing along. To, he's like, Lawrence <laughs> is good at piano. He shall be rocking in my show. Shagagaga. Stop. <laughs> so then he summons Katie up to the front. She's the cello player. So he gives her a bass. And he's like, you tip it to the side. And cello, you've got a bass. <laughs> and teaches her how to play the G. <laughs> he's like, just keep that G rocking all day long. G, 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 G. Okay, cool. So then he asks if there are any drummers in the house, and Freddie is like, I play percussion. And Frankie's like, yeah, because you couldn't play anything else. He's like, shut up. Kay's got a lot of angst already off the jump. So Dewey brings Freddie up and has him go ham on the drums. Of course, it's a natural fit. Yes. He leads the kids with some little riffs that he taught them, makes some adjustments, and they play Smoke on the Water while Dewey does a guitar solo. And after they jam out, he's like, all right, everyone, listen up. We have to get serious. Most kids would be stoked to slack off, but they're special. Like, this class is special. So it's time Mm. that we started our new class project rock band (laughs) unbelievable he's like it is a requirement yeah it will test your head and your mind and your brain and kids are like oh are other schools going to be competing and dewey's like yeah every school in the state will be (laughs) every school in the state will be competing for the top prize and it will go on your permanent record 
It's like Santa Claus exists. It's a, it's a load of shit. Oh my gosh. I do have a quick question because I've only ever heard this in movies. Is like your permanent record, is that like a Bro. thing? Bro. Bro. <laughs> Let me crack this fucking case open. <laughs> so they tell you as like a kid, you're like, that you have a permanent record that follows you to like when you apply to college, which now mm. being an adult, I'm like, oh, you were trying to say like, if I get in trouble in elementary school, that when I apply to college or that when I get a job like later in life, that I'm going to be told that I like fucking, you know, went to the bathroom for 20 minutes because I was fucking around and in like first grade or something like they literally make you think that your permanent record has a lasting effect on your life. Oh, my God. That's insane. Yeah. I think I would have been way worse in elementary school, like just fucked off more if I had thought that like if I had known actually that there was no consequences right. <laughs> to anything I did in elementary school. But yeah, yeah, it's it's a common ploy. I don't know if it still works, but that was wow. definitely like the threat of the permanent record. So yeah, cause I've seen it in so many like American movies and TV shows where like your permanent record. I was like, that can't be real. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking fake, bro. Oh the man gosh. made it up. <laughs> oh, the fucking man, dude. I know. Wow. So Dewey continues on his Liza Minnelli <laughs> right now. <Yeah. laughs> he says that they aren't supposed to start this project until next quarter, but they should get a leg up on the competition. The only thing is they need to keep it hush-hush so they can't even tell their parents. <laughs> Pretty bold to ask. Um, Frankie, because he didn't get a spot on the band, is like, okay, what are the rest of us supposed to do? And Dew is like, sit back and enjoy. And then everyone is like, you mean we're not in the band? Oh, my God. Leonard's face is so pure and sad. I was like, oh, Leonard. And Dewey's like, just because you're not in the band doesn't mean you're not in the band. We need backup singers. So Marta and... um, Alicia audition, Alicia sings Amazing Grace, and Marta sings uh, Tomorrow from Annie. They sound amazing. Summer's like, I sing too. Memory, all alone in the moonlight. And Dewey's like, okay, that's enough. It was good. It was good. Cool. Okay. I see what you're doing there. And he says that when they get back from lunch, he will give them all their killer positions. Yeah. So then at lunch... Dewey is eaten by himself at, like, the teacher's table, and Lawrence comes up to him, and he's like, Mr. S, I don't think I should be in the band. And He's like, what are you talking about? Like, you're an amazing player. And he's like, I'm not cool enough. People in bands are cool. And Dewey is like, that doesn't matter, man. You could be the saddest, ugliest sack on the planet, but you're in a rock band, man. Everyone's going to love you. You're like the coolest guy on earth. You're the cat's pajamas, the bee's knees. The bee's knees, the bee's knees. And then he teaches him uh, the little I handshake. Can't, you know every word. It's too much. <laughs> I know every word and I know like the, the intonation of every word. Yeah. You're like the bee's knees. None of that was in the script that we have <laughs> no. like planned out. She just pulled that out. <laughs> yeah. I I know it's a sickness. <laughs> oh well, I know this movie. It's a sickness in it, love. It's the mental illness, though, in it. <laughs> so, 
Dewey teaches him the little handshake. He's like, give me a platform. Let's rock. Let's rock today. Slap it. Shoot it. Kaboot it. it. Yes. Bada bing, bada boom, baby. Hell yeah. And that was inspired by a real conversation that that actor had with the director where he was like, I'm not cool enough to be in this movie. Oh my God. I'm going to cry. I read that on the IMDb trivia. So Uh, someone fact check me. But yeah. Oh my gosh. I love Lawrence. He's so lovely. Yeah. I really like his character. So back from lunch, Dewey assigns the kids nicknames um, and tells another group that their security detail and their first mission is to soundproof the room. Billy asks to be the band's stylist instead. And Dewey's like, okay. And Dewey also assigns a roadie crew for the instruments and equipment. He gives Summer and two other girls um, the positions of groupies <laughs> in charge of merch and naming the band. And Dewey tells the kids that he'll be lead vocals and guitar. And Alicia asks if he should be in the band if it's a student project. And he's like, okay, okay, teachers like to play too. And he's the captain. And he asks everyone to raise their hand to do a pledge. And he's like, I pledge allegiance to the band of Mr. Schneebly and will not fight him for creative control and will defer to him on all issues relating to the musical direction of the band. Oh, my gosh. It's perfect. I did write down everybody's nicknames if you want to hear them. Go ahead. We got Zack Attack, Posh Spice, Mr. Cool, Spazzy McGee, Blondie, Braceface, Tough Guy, Shortstop, Fancy Pants, Carrot Top, Roadrunner, Turkey Sub. Damn. <laughs> and if you know this movie like I do, you know who every single one of those are. So, real ones. If you know, you know. <laughs> Who's Turkey Sub? Tamika. Oh, she gave him she gave the, the Turkey, turkey sub. sub. Yeah. So the next morning, Dewey pulls up to school where Summer is waiting for him. The little look on her face, her lips like pursed to the side. She is pissed about being a groupie because she researched them online and she's like, they're sluts. They sleep with a band. And Dewey's like, that's not true. They're like cheerleaders. And Summer says she doesn't want to be a cheerleader and threatens to spill the beans to her mom because she's a room parent. Yikes. And Dewey is like, okay, listen, I didn't want to say this in front of the other kids because I didn't want them to get jealous, but I've made a special position just for you. Mm-hmm. You have the most important job of all, band manager. She's like, band manager? <laughs> He's like, Summer, you're in charge of everything. I got to like do all this other stuff. It's your job to make sure that everyone's doing what they're supposed to She's like, okay, I guess, I guess I can do that. <laughs> little Miranda Cosgrove. Yeah, little iCarly out here. <laughs> so in class, Dewey tries to get the day started. Summer wants to take attendance as band manager. So Dewey's like, all right, fine. She starts. And like after a couple names, he's like, all right, everyone's here. Go, go sit down. <laughs> he shoves her back to her seat. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> There were a couple moments oh. in here where, like, we'll get to it later, but, like, when he takes um, Tamika to talk one-on-one, mm-hmm. Phil was, like, 
that's illegal. Like you can't do that. You can't just take a kid to like talk alone in like a closet. Like that's not allowed. Well, he didn't he he took her to a hall, but also, I mean, you can't just take kids out of school oh, to go yeah. to Battle of the Bands. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the there are bigger. just so many things. Oh, and I, I think he also like hugged her, but like he was kind of like on his knees, like as like a like I'm begging oh, you to yeah, yeah. do this thing. Illegal, a done. Yeah. So Anyways, I digress. Um, Dewey starts asking the kids about their musical influences, and Marta's like, Christina Aguilera. And another kid's like, Puff Daddy. <laughs> and um, Billy's like, Liza Minnelli. And Dewey's like, What? No. What about Led Zeppelin, Sabbath, ACDC, Motorhead? What do they teach in this place? <laughs> and so he goes up to the board and he's like, Here's our new schedule. 8.15 to 10 a.m., rock history. 10 a.m. to 11, rock appreciation and theory. And then practice the rest of the day. These kids are going to be so behind. <laughs> so Summer's like, how are we being graded for this? And Dewey says if she grade grubs one more time, he'll send her back to first grade. And then Freddie's like, what are we going to play? And Dewey's like, Oh, well, I've written some kick-ass material. And Zach is like, let's hear it. And Dewey's like, what? what? It's like, the song. Sing us the song. <laughs> my man's out here floundering. <laughs> floundering. Oh, my gosh. Christina, take it away. And then we have one of the one of the greatest musical moments in history. I'm truly living my fantasy right now. Okay. <clears throat> it starts off a dark stage. And then a beam of light, you can see me and my guitar. Mm -hmm. In the end of time, there was a man who knew the road. And the writing was written on the stone. And then a thin layer of fog comes in around my ankles. Roadies, that means dry ice. We're going to talk about this later. In the ancient time, an artist led the way. But no one seemed to understand chimes freddy in his heart he knew that the artist must be true but the legend of the rent was way past due and then katie you come in with the bass well you think you'll be just fine without me but you're mine you think you can kick me out of the band and then zach you come in with a face melter okay like you just one problem there the band is mine how can you kick me out of what is mine and then hawaii 50 you ever see that show okay well there's a drum solo that goes well you're not hardcore unless you live hardcore and i want the backup singers to be like well you're not hardcore no, no you're not, not hardcore. hardcore unless you live hardcore unless you, unless you live, live hardcore, hardcore. <laughs> But the legend of the rent was way hardcore. Boom. Big explosion. Some like confetti comes down. That's all I got so far. It's a work in progress. I liked it, Mr. Schneebly. I thought it was really catchy. That's <laughs> what Summer says after. A one take wonder. Incredible. <laughs> but the Incredible. legend of the rent was way hardcore. <laughs> I can I can only hope to bring It's a great song. Yeah, I can only hope to bring a smidgen to that performance of what Jack Black brought to his performance. I know you wouldn't do this, but 
an amazing Halloween costume would be you as Dewey Finn. <laughs> Mr. Schneebly. Al goes Mr. Schneebly and you oh goes God. Dewey Finn. Oh my God, that would be so funny. <laughs> it would be like... I could just do my Jack Black impression exactly, all night. Exactly. It would be the next sensation of um, when people dress up as Sebastian from mm. She's and the Girl Man. World, Halloween. Yeah. Come on, brother. Oh my God, I would, I would take TikTok by storm. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, thank you. Thank you, uh, everybody, for humoring me and letting me have my moment. Um, I also understand if you skipped ahead 15 seconds through that. (laughs) So the next scene is lunchtime. The groupie girls, who I believe are Michelle and Eleni, I think are their names, they come up to Dewey and they offer him some band names because that's their like one job essentially. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "What about the koala bears?" And he's like, "No, like it's too sissy. It doesn't work." And that's when he sees Miss Mullins, so he goes to speak with her and he's like, "Hey, Roz, like I was thinking about organizing a field trip for the kids." And she's like, "Well, substitutes don't do field trips." And he's like, "Yeah, but I figured cuz I'm going to be here for a while." And she says, "Well, that remains to be seen." Also, the girls interject and they're like dog rectum. Yeah, they're like pig rectum. And she's yeah. like, Michelle. <laughs> He's like, it's a science project. Don't worry about it. So Miss Mullins introduces Dewey to the other teachers. And, you know, he sits down with them. And they ask him what method of testing he prefers because that's what they were talking about. And he's like, you know, I uh, I don't believe in testing. I believe that uh, children are the future. Now, you can teach them well, but you've got to let them lead the way. Let the children's laughter just remind us of how we used to be. And they're like, isn't that a song? He's like, no. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So after lunch, the band Mm. is rehearsing. The other kids are working on their assignments. And after the song, Dewey is giving some notes and ask Zach why he's playing so stiff. He's like, you got to be loosey-goosey, baby. You're the lead guitarist. And he says rock is about passion and that they're counting on him for some style. And he gives him this power stance to do. And he's like, yeah. all right, I want you to to like raise your hand. Like you're praying to the rock gods. And I want you to get your eye. I want you to nod your head and make your eyes all crazy. And he's like. He's like, Serving some fucking crazy eyes while he, like, nods. Oh, my gosh. And they take the song again. Zach gives him stage presence. He's doing it up. Sweet Zach. Just a a quiet child with a love for music. Gotta love him. So at the end of the day, Dewey is giving out his homework assignments, which is giving everyone Mm -hmm. a CD to listen to, get inspired. And Freddie is like, are we going to be goofing off like this every day? And Dewey's like, uh, we're not goofing off. We're creating musical fusion. And Freddie goes, okay, are we going to be creating musical fusion every day? (laughs) And Dewey's like, yeah, get used to it. So, you know, he's giving everyone their CDs. And Dewey gets to Zach and he asks if he's psyched. And Zach's like, sure. And Dewey's like, what's up, man? Like, you're the lead guitarist of an unbelievable rock band. It's like a dream come true. And he's just like... Okay. And that's when Tamika uh, comes up to Dewey and she's like, Mr. S, I don't want to be a roadie. And he's like, 
okay, like, what did you want to be? Do you want to, you know, be a groupie or something? And she's Mm -hmm. like, I want to be a singer. Okay, well, sing me something. And she hesitates at first. And he's like, well, Tamika, if you want to be a singer, I have to hear you sing. And she fucking nails some Aretha Franklin, starts singing Respect. She sounds amazing. Like, the voice on this girl, incredible. Yeah, that's her. I'm assuming her real voice. It's It sounds like she's like a 35-year-old woman. She has some like yeah. s- like very powerful breath. Yeah, at the ripe age of 10. Yeah. And Dewey is blown away, as we all are. And he is like, oh, my God, nice pipes, Tamika. Like, why didn't you raise your hand when I was looking for singers? And she's like, I don't know. He's like, well, you're in. <laughs> and he gives her a Pink Floyd CD. Next morning, Dewey goes off to work, bipping and bopping. Patty is shook. In the school parking lot, when Dewey pulls up, he sees Zach getting a talking to from his dad about not playing guitar until after homework and chores are complete. And he tells him no more rock music. Poor kid. Man's trying to keep him down. Can't let the man keep you down. So in class, later that morning, all the kids are getting ready to rock, except for Zach, who is just very sadly sitting at his desk. And Dewey is like, you guys have all been doing really great lately, but you know, rock isn't about being perfect. Mm -hmm. Can someone tell me what it's really about? And they're like, getting wasted. (laughs) No. (laughs) And then one of them is like, sticking it to the man. He's like, exactly. Like, you got to stick it to the man. You got to really, like, commit to it. I want you to get angry. I want you to get upset. Okay, I want you guys to tell me off. Like, I think Alicia is like, get out of here, stupid ass. And, like, they say all this stuff to him. (laughs) And um, Billy says, you're tacky and I hate you. Mm -hmm. Iconic line. And um, sweet Lauren says, you're a fat loser and you have body odor. (laughs) He's like, okay. So now that we're all, you know, good and fired up, I want you to tell me some things that make you really angry. Chores, homework, no allowance. And then Leonard says bullies. I think it's Leonard. One of them says bullies. Yeah. And he's like, okay, like, what would you do? What would you say to a bully? He's like, Zach, what would you say to a bully? Zach's like, I don't know. And he's like, come on, like, what would you do if there was this guy who was in your face and kept pushing you around? What would you say? What would you do? And Zach's like, I don't know, step off. And then Dewey starts singing this, like, song, like, step off, and, like, really going on step it, like, off. Yeah. telling off the bullies. All the kids get really into it. They all have a little laugh, helps Zach loosen up a little bit. It's a very cute moment. Mm-hmm. At lunch, Dewey is talking to the teachers about this fake audition he had for the Philharmonic. He's like, yeah, I actually was, you know, beat out for the position by Yo-Yo Ma's cousin. Lil Nepotiz. Yeah, Lil Nepotiz. And he says something about, like, those who can't do, teach, and those who can't teach, teach gym. And the gym teacher laughs. Like, Uh he's really getting to vibe with the teachers. And then Zach comes up to him and he's like, hey, that was a really cool lesson today. And the teachers are like, wow, look at Mr. Schneebly. Yeah. We get this great little montage. I think it's set to like a Ramon song, if memory serves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's teaching the kids rock history. He's got like all these bands written on the board, like how they all connect to each other. It's very, it's very much like a 
oh god in it's always sunny when charlie has all the oh, things wow. on the, with all the pins it's that kind of energy mm-hmm. you know he's uh showing them like videos you know rolled that tv into the classroom showing them old concert footage yeah he's helping freddie with his stage presence you know the girls the backup singers they make some choreography they make a band logo you know billy makes the costumes everything's just coming together yes the next day at school freddie and katie are walking down the hallway uh, and freddie is like there aren't any good female drummers and katie's like what are you talking about and mentions like the white stripes and yeah, what about sheila e yeah and then Miss Mullins stops him because he's not in proper school uniform. His sleeves are like rolled up around his shoulders. And that on her way out, Frankie's just like, Miss Mullins, you're the man. And she's like, <laughs> thank you, Frankie. Yeah. So later on in the staff lounge, Miss Mullins reminds everybody that parents' night is coming up and all the teachers have to present And, you know, these parents, they scrutinize their every move, Mm -hmm. so it's best to over-prepare. This woman is, like, a stiff wind away from having a breakdown. Yeah, she is keyed up. Yeah, absolutely. So Dewey is, like, talking to the other teachers, and he's like, is she always like this? And they're like, oh, yeah, except for when she got drunk at the alumni dinner and Mm. did a Stevie Nicks impersonation and was whirling around with the tablecloth. Oh, my gosh. And then we see Miss Mullins having a conversation with another teacher where she's talking about, like, how there was an incident with the turkey sandwiches touching the same plate as the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. She's like, I know you know how serious this is. And the teacher's like, yeah. (laughs) So Dewey decides to take it upon himself to sneak the kids out of the building and pile them into his van and take them to the audition for Battle of the Bands. He leaves the kids who aren't in the band in the class so that they can do recon and make sure they don't get caught. And at one point, Mullins walks by the classroom And she's listening outside. The kids are responding to a recording that Mr. Schneebly, or Dewey rather, left where he's like teaching them about Christopher Columbus. He's like, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. (laughs) So they get to the Battle of the Bands Theater. There is some guy like talking shit. He's like, what are all these kids doing? Like, was this Mickey Mouse Club auditions or whatever? And Freddie's like, hey, shut up, man. Mm-hmm. Dewey's like, come on, Freddie, like, focus up. And that's when Tamika tells Mr. Schneebly that she doesn't think she can sing. So he pulls her to the side and he's like, what's going on? And she says that she feels sick and he should just let Alicia and Marta sing. And he's like, no, like, they can't sing like you can. I need you on the chorus. Like, what's going on? What are you afraid of? And she says that she's nervous that people are going to laugh at her because she's fat. And so Mr. Schneebly, a.k.a. Dewey, tells her, Tamika, you've got something that everyone wants. You've got talent, girl. You have an incredible singing voice. And I'm not just saying that. You heard of Aretha Franklin, right? She's a big lady, but when she starts singing, she blows people's minds. Everybody wants to party with Aretha. And you know who else has a weight issue? Me. 
But once I get up on stage and start doing my thing, people worship me because I'm sexy and chubby, man. (laughs) And she's like, why aren't you on a diet? He's like, because I like to eat. Is that such a crime? Um, And it's just a really genuine moment. Mm -hmm. I really like this movie because it's just so honest. And the way that he talks to the kids isn't like infantilizing or corny. Yeah. He just kind of relates to them because he's such a goofy weirdo. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, this scene in particular, I think is very much ahead of its time because if you look at uh, the way that body image was in 2003 not great (laughs) jesus christ um but this scene is great he doesn't invalidate her feelings at all he isn't just like oh you're not fat it's like he's very much like talking to her like a peer like you said like very understanding and i think what he says is honestly perfect and what i like about this moment and actually the moment that comes up next is we really get to see how Dewey learns how to be responsible by, you know, knowing these kids and being, you know, having a relationship with them. He really does uh, step up and like he cares about them and wants to make sure that they're safe and that they're okay. And Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool to see how these kids like help him grow up. As well, while he still has his, yeah. you know, childlike wonder. Even though, obviously, we know, like, what he's doing is fucked up. But that's besides the point. That's, <laughs> that's a whole besides other the point. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So he finishes off his conversation with Tamika and just says that she's a rock star now and people are going to dick her. And Tamika agrees. So Dewey goes back to the group. But what happens next? Freddie <sighs> took off with some guys to go to their van. Bad. <sighs> Spazzy McGee, my guy. Never go with strangers to a van. Never. Never. So Dewey freaks out. He's outside looking for Freddy. Luckily, he finds him pretty mm-hmm. quickly with those punk ass dudes playing cards in their van. They're all smoking around him. It's, yeah. Not a good look. So he pulls Freddy out. And gives these dudes a talking to. He's like, that kid's 10 years old, man. He looks up to you and you are setting an example. So stop messing around and start acting like a responsible adult. And then he does this like really long extended point right in this guy's face before he walks off. (laughs) And Freddie's like, what's the big deal? We were just chilling. I was just hanging out with like some real rockers. And Dewey's like, those are not real rockers. They're posers. This is serious business here. We have a job to do. Putting on a great show is the most important thing that you can do because one great rock show can change the world. He's like, if you ever scare me again like that, I will send a note home to your parents. Oh my gosh. So they go into the audition, but it looks like they're packing up. They inform Dewey that auditions are over. They're already overbooked. And he begs to let them play just one song. The guy turns away. He's like, is this some kind of gimmick? And Dewey's like, these kids have worked their fingers to the bone just to play one song for you. So sit down, shut up, and listen. And the guy's like, call security. So (laughs) outside, Dewey is pissed doesn't know how to proceed. Summer is like, well, we shouldn't take no for an answer. And she tells him that she has an idea. 
Yeah, so Dewey goes back inside and finds the show director, and he's like, hey, I just want to apologize for my behavior. That wasn't fair to you or the kids after all they've been through. I'm just going to take them back to the hospital. And the guy's like, okay. And he's like, yeah, I, I volunteer <laughs> uh, down there teaching music to kids. And But I screwed up because I told them if they practiced that they'd get into battle with the bands. He's like, well, why'd you tell them that? He's like, I don't know. I just – I just wanted to keep their spirits up, look at them, and they look outside to where <laughs> kids are like pretending the they're like in chronic pain and like that they're on death's door, like terminal. Yeah, they're like coughing and like leaning against the van. Freddie is just lying on the ground mm-hmm. on the street. He's like, look at them, they're terminal, every last one of them. <laughs> and the guy's like, and he's like what, what do they have their sickness yeah what do they have and dewey says it's a rare blood disease uh stick it to demoniosis and the guy's like oh my god and so dewey exits the building turns around to the kids gives them the thumbs up he's like we're on the bill and they all start celebrating he's like wait stop it stop it you're supposed to be dying and they all like <laughs> Start coughing again. Freddie just falls back into the street. But they all pile into the van. They drive back to school. Everyone is fucking vibing. Dewey yeah. tells Summer that she gets 50 gold stars and an A. And she's like, I didn't do it for the grade. She's learning. She's learning not to be selfish. Yes. Back in class, the groupies come up to Dewey and say that they finally found out a name for the band. And show him the shirt that they've made, this school of rock. So Dewey gets up on the desk. He starts riffing. But Frankie tells them that they have a red alert. Mullins is coming. (gasps) So the kids get to – they hide the keyboard, hide the guitars, put their room back to normal. Mullins comes in to tell them that Miss Lemons heard music coming from the classroom. And obviously Dewey plays dumb. He's like – Oh, no. Um, It seems like Miss Lemons must be on crack. (laughs) Wild thing to say. And they're like, yeah. a room full of kids. So Mullins points to Dewey's guitar that's clearly in the corner. And he's like, oh, that guitar, you know, sometimes I just helps me teach. And she's like, okay, well, why don't I sit in um, this afternoon? And he's like, yes, come back this afternoon. She's like. It is the afternoon. So she sits in on the rest of the class and Dewey picks up his guitar to do like a musical math lesson. Math is a wonderful thing. Math is a really cool thing. So get off your F. Let's do some math. Math, 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 math. Three minus four is... Negative one. That's right. And six times a billion is... Six billion? Nailed it. And 54 is 45 more than... What is the answer, Marta? Nine. No, it's eight. No, it's nine. Yes, I was testing you. It's nine. And that's a magic number. (laughs) I started that way too high for the end. I forgot how high it gets, but perfect, perfect little musical interlude. So 
After this joyous lesson, um, Mullins and Dewey are walking together and she's like, you know, I'm so glad that you were able to, you know, take this position and extend, you know, how long you're working here. But I must say, I do find your teaching methods unusual. And he's like, oh, yeah, I studied with um, Dr. Errol von Strassenberger Becken. Uh, and that's that's where I learned all my experimental methods. And she says, yeah, that's fine, but we aren't really interested in experimental methods here. And if you could just stick to the curriculum moving forward. He's like, got it. Absolutely. He's like, oh, um, Miss Mullins, I would love to uh, get some coffee with you to, you know, discuss your philosophy on teaching. She's like, you're asking me out to coffee? He's like, yeah. Poor Miss Mullins. So they go out to the diviest dive bar, and Miss Mullins is like, I have never been here before. Um, I've never been to this side of town at all. And she tells him that she has been dying to ask him something ever since he got Taurus Green. And she's like, how does our school compared to the other schools that you taught at <laughs> and just like waits so excitedly and Dewey's like it's the best and she's like oh you have to say that but Dewey's like no no kids at other schools they just run around having fun there's no discipline they're happy it's anarchy and this <laughs> this is the best school he's ever teached at and uh Mullins is like well I'll drink to that because there's no fucking coffee here they're just drinking pints because it's yeah. a dive bar <laughs> And Dewey's like, I'll be right back. I'm just going to go put on some music. And we see sweet Joan Cusack sipping on her beer with her (laughs) tiny, tiny little hands. And Dewey puts on Edge of Seventeen, which totally gets her going. She's like, oh, my God, I love this song. I love Stevie Nicks and talks about how she saw her in concert and how great she was. And they're like, you know, dancing to the song. They're vibing, singing along. And Dewey uses, you know, the vibes that they have going to, you know, and the beer to get Mullins in a good enough mood to, you know, hear his proposal about taking the kids to a concert at the Philharmonic at the end of the month. And she's like, concert, uh, would it be educational? And he's like, yeah, it'd be very educational. And then he sings into the words of the song. He's like, jump, jump, make an exception to like the school <laughs> policy. <laughs> and she's like, okay. And he's like, so I have your word. We're going to go on the field trip. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So they eventually drive back to school. Dewey is blathering on singing along to some type of song. <laughs> And she's like, can you stop that, please? He's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And she says that this is the first time a teacher has asked her to hang out outside of school in six years. Oh, man. And Dewey's like, oh, and you know, they're probably just intimidated by you. And Mullins is like, no, no, I know that they're not. They hate me. I know they hate me. She's like, I wasn't always like this. I used to be fun and funny, but you can't be funny and be the principal of a prep school. And she just talks about when it comes to these parents, the kids, like they have no sense of humor. If anything goes wrong, it's my head. It's my head in the smasher. (laughs) These parents will come down on me like a nuclear bomb. I can't make a mistake. I got to be perfect. And the pressure has turned me into the one thing I never wanted to be. A bitch. (laughs) 
but do these like, no, no, I don't think you are. I think you're pretty cool. She's like, really? This poor woman. Oh, my God. She is having a meltdown. She is on one. Yeah. She needs to quit her job, go on a month-long vacation. A little cruise, maybe. Have like a whirlwind romance. Mm-hmm. Eat some good food. Come back. No, move to a new city. Don't come back. Move <laughs> to a new city. Get out of here. Please. <laughs> Find a new lower stress career. You're a smart lady. I'm sure you'll be able to get a job anywhere. But this, you can't keep going at this pace, girl. No. It's just not going to work. Burnout out here. Mm-hmm. So the next day in class, Billy is showing Dewey the costumes that he has made for Freddie and Katie. It's like we got a lot of velvet and glitter and uh, big billowy sleeves and layers going on here. Yeah. Dewey is like, I don't know. And Billy is like, it's glam. It's glam and it's glitter rock and it's fabulous. And Dewey's like, I don't know. I just don't think it's the right style. He's like, style? You want to talk to me about style? Look at that bow tie. (laughs) And Jack Black goes, don't don't, don't be talking about my bow tie. And Billy's like, well, if you don't like it, then maybe they should just wear their uniforms. And Dewey's like, oh, that's not a bad idea. And Billy's like, what? I I, I was kidding. (laughs) Um, And actually, Brian Falduto, who plays Billy... He's actually written like a few um, pieces and he wrote about how difficult it is doing this movie where he was playing, you know, obviously a very gay coded character. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was like, you know, 10 and he didn't even know what gay was except for that it was like bad and he wasn't supposed to be it. And like all of a sudden everyone like knew he was gay before he even knew he was gay and how difficult that was. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause like he didn't have really like the chance to, you know, have that journey on his own because everyone was like, oh yeah, the gay kid from School of Rock. Damn it. I guess they like typecasted him and it, like fucked him over. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure that uh, the actor that played Damien in Mean Girls had a pretty similar situation because he wasn't out when Mean Girls came out. He didn't come out like formally until years later. Mm. But everybody was like, oh, the gay guy from Mean Girls before like he had that opportunity to explore that on his own. That's show business for you. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely link that article in the show notes if you want to take a look at it. It's pretty interesting. Awesome. So as this whole convo is going on, Dewey gets distracted because he hears Zach playing guitar behind him. And he's like, what is that? What's that you're playing? And Zach's like, oh, yeah, it's just something I wrote. He wrote a song? (laughs) Come on, Zach. My boy, Zach Mooneyham. So Dewey's like, okay, well, let's hear it. Let's play it. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, we're a band. Like, that's what you do. You play each other's stuff. Do you have, you got lyrics? He's like, yeah. So Zach is like playing the song for him. He's singing it. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. So he has the band all assemble and they all learn Zach's song. They sing it. They're playing it. Dewey helps him with some lyric changes from rock is the reason rock is the rhyme to rock got no reason rock got no rhyme yes and then at the end of the day he's given everyone a little pep talk yes he says 
no late parties, drinking tequila and trying to get lucky. Chances like this do not come around every day. You've played hard in here, and I am proud of every last stinking one of you. Let's just give this everything we got. May we fall on our faces, but if we do, we will fall with dignity. With a guitar in our hands and rock in our hearts, and in the words of ACDC, we roll tonight to the guitar bite. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You can't see it, but Mo and I saluted at each other. (laughs) I'm thinking of Moulin Rouge when he's like, the fabulous, ravulous, munchkin of (laughs) a sensual ravishment. (laughs) Yeah, a sensual ravishment. (laughs) A gargantuan bedazzlement. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So um, after this this rousing speech, you know, their last day before the Battle of the Bands, Dewey goes out into the hallway to find Mullins, and he's like, oh, hey, just wanted to, like, remind you about that field trip tomorrow. And she's like, oh, oh, my God. Uh, I don't know. Um, you know, it's against school policy and, like, the preparations. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know where it is. Like, what's what's going on? And Dewey's like, hey, hey, hey. like, I got it all covered. What's up? Are you mad at me? That manipulation. Uh, oh my god. Are you mad at me? <laughs> Little old me. You mad at me? <laughs> and she's like, no, no, no. I'm just stressed because it's parents' night. And it's like, would you mind coming with me? Like, not as a date. I just you just make me feel more relaxed. And he's like, Yeah, I wasn't really planning on going to that. And she's like, but but you're their teacher. You you have to give a presentation. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that. Totally, yeah. I was I was going to do that. Yeah. Um, I'll pick you up at 6.30. Of course. Totally, cool. totally. <laughs> so back at Ned's, Dewey gets ready for the night. And he's, like, putting on his tie and whatever. Um, Ned receives a check for $1,200 from Horace Green Prep. But he's like, oh, I've never slept there. He starts dialing. The phone number, and Dewey runs over to hang up the receiver. He's like, Ned, I have to tell you something. I pretended to be you to make some money. And he tries to tell him what happened and how they all came together to do Battle of the Bands. And he's like, give me one day so that we can do Battle of the Bands, and then I will come clean. Of course, Patty arrives home and she asks what's going on, but Dewey heads out as soon as she gets in. Yeah, he's like, don't tell her. She's going to blow the whole thing. Oh, my gosh. Also, the the like explanation that he gives Ned makes absolutely no sense if you oh, don't yeah, have the context. He's like, I was doing this thing, and then like the kid was like, I'm not cool enough to be in the band, and then the fat girl didn't want to sing, and then they were all dying of this rare blood disease. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And, but we're playing in Battle of the Bands. And Ned is like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, man. So, you know, Dewey picks up Miss Mullins. He drives her to school. They pull up. And he's like, Roz, I can't go in there. I'm not a teacher. And she's like, a substitute is a teacher. And he's like, no, I'm a fraud. And she's like, no, you're not. You're talented and dedicated, and those parents are going to love you. Just go in there and tell them what you've been teaching their kids. 
So at parents' night, Dewey's like, yeah, we've been doing, you know, math and English and Latin and um, we'll call the social studies, Latin. So, yeah, we've covered uh, all the curriculum and I think, uh, yeah, have a nice drive home. And then Zach's dad is like, since you started teaching all Zach care can talk about his music and then Lawrence's dad is like how is this homework and holds up a CD and Summer's mom is like why is my daughter obsessed with David Geffen <laughs> they really bombard him and Dewey's like uh, Dewey says that he can't tell them what he's been teaching because of student teacher confidentiality <laughs> and he doesn't want to be fined by the teachers union the parents are like do you expect us to believe this shit <laughs> So Dewey notices a cop walking up to the class Ooh. with Ned and Patty. And Tamika asks Dewey if they can just tell their parents about the special project. And Dewey knows that he just has to come clean and tell them what's up. So he's like, okay, look, I've gotten to know your kids the past few weeks. They're awesome. Zach is an insane guitarist. He's the next Hendrix, and he's 10. And Gordon here, he's a genius. He did a whole professional light show on his computer in three days. And and Marta here, she can hit an A above a high C. Do you know that? Because that's tough. Not many singers can do that. And, and Summer, she's going to be the first woman president of the United States. She could run this year, and I would vote for her. Look, they're all really cool kids. And if they were mine, I would be so proud. And I am proud just to know them. And he's like rushing through this whole speech because that cop walks right up to pull Dewey outside. And the parents are like, what's going on, officer? And he's like, this man is not Ned Schneebly. Uh. This one is and pulls the real Ned in. And Patty's like, yeah, he's not even a teacher. And <laughs> Ned is like, I'm sorry. Like, Patty got it out of me. And Patty's like, you're apologizing to him? And he's like, sorry. Like, <laughs> Poor Ned. Yeah, Ned gets shit on. <laughs> yeah. So Mullins comes in and asks if this is all true. And Dewey's like, yes, yes, it's true. My name is Dewey Finn. I'm not a licensed teacher, but I have been touched by your kids. And I'm pretty sure I've touched them. And immediately <laughs> the parents are like, oh, my God. <laughs> In the next scene, it's him just sprinting out of the building with his guitars. Oh, my goodness. So back at the apartment, Dewey is eating cereal when Patty and Ned come in, and she's like, I have nothing to say to you. And so Dewey goes to bed, and then she immediately starts laying into him and is like, how could you do this? Like, you jeopardized his career. And Dewey is like, well, you were the one who told me to be like Ned and get a job. And she's like, yeah, I told you to be like Ned. I didn't tell you to be Ned, Dewey. And they just like devolve <laughs> into so this angry. whole argument. Yeah, it's insane. Until Ned finally comes and he's like, shut up, shut up. Can you just stop for one second? So Patty storms into the bedroom. So Dewey apologizes to Ned and says that he was just desperate and it isn't easy for him to give up music like Ned did. And Ned's like, it wasn't easy for me. Like, I miss it. But I had to give it up because I couldn't keep kidding myself, you know? You can blame it all on bad luck. But in the end, maybe we just weren't that good. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you got to know when to quit. And I was like, damn, Ned. I'm too fragile to be hearing that sentence right now. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> and Dewey's like, what do you want me to do, man? Music is my life. 
And Ned says, I don't know, but maybe it's time you moved out. Mm. Yeah. The next day in class, the kids talk about the project and how Mr. S just used them to win some money. And Lauren says that it wasn't for nothing. He gets into an argument with Freddie um, because Freddie's like, yeah, it was like all bullshit. Um, but Tamika actually stands up for Lawrence and is like, no, Mr. S was cool. And we've all worked too hard and too long not to do the show. So they agree that they're going to go and do the show. Meanwhile, all of their parents are tearing Miss Mullins a new asshole. Certainly. They're just like screaming at her about the situation. I think Zach's dad's like, oh, do you just let anyone walk in off the street and teach here? And she's like, I assure you that nothing is more important to me than for you to feel that your children are in a safe environment. And meanwhile, all the kids are piling into the school bus um, that was booked for their field trip. And they tell the bus driver that they need to pick up Mr. Schneebly at his apartment. Meanwhile, Mullins steps out of her office just for a moment to get a brief breath of fresh air from the screaming parents. And she goes and just stands in the corner in the stairwell. And I was like, been there, girlfriend. (sighs) And that's when she hears the new substitute teacher, who I believe is Amy Sedaris, in the smallest cameo in the world, Mm -hmm. just running through the hallway screaming like, the children, where the children are gone. Where are the children? Cut to uh, Ned's apartment. Freddie and Lawrence go into the apartment and wake up Dewey. He's like, why aren't you in school? And Lawrence is like, we did what you told us. We stuck it to the man. And Dewey tells them to just forget what he told them. He's a loser. They don't want to end up like him. Freddie's like, quit goofing around. We're on a mission one great rock show can change the world and tells Dewey to look out the window and Dewey sees the kids by the school bus just screaming for him to come down. He's like, that is so punk rock. (laughs) Ned and Patty come home to see Freddie and Lawrence leaving the apartment with their instruments and Dewey tells them they've got some rocking to do and walks out. Patty immediately goes for the phone to call the police again, I'm assuming. Snitches get stitches. Mm-hmm. So Dewey gets on the bus. All the kids clap. And he's like, I just wanted to apologize for using you guys and for lying. It's not cool to lie to your band. I'm really sorry. And Summer's like, there's no time for apologies. We're going to be late. Let's go. So they drive off to battle the bands. Yes, they do. Back in the apartment, Ned decides to go to the show. And he's like, yeah, do you want to go? And Patty's like, you can't be serious. And he's like, I don't want to miss this. And then she's like, unbelievable. After everything he's done to you, that is so typical, Ned. When will you stop being a pushover? When are you finally going to start sticking up for yourself? And he just walks out and closes the door on her. Right fucking now, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then back at school, Miss Mullins goes back into her office oh, where gosh. all the parents are screaming at her. And she's like, I have just been informed that all of your children are missing. So (laughs) chaos ensues, obviously. Yes. At the venue, the band arrives. The um, like crew ushers them back. They're like, you're up next. On stage is no vacancy. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
singing their little song. <laughs> Hail Mary, I'm hot sick. <laughs> it's so bad. And then Dewey suggests they do Zach's song tonight because it's a better song and Zach is more talented than him. So this is like a really big moment for him to give up some of that limelight. Mm-hmm. Very nice growth, Dewey. Um, and Summer's like, well, we haven't practiced that song as much. We might not win. And Dewey's like, we didn't come here to win. We came here to play a great show. And on Zach's song, we will rock. So everyone agrees. And Dewey leads them in a rock prayer. <laughs> God of rock, thank you for this chance to kick ass. We are your humble servants. Please give us the power to blow minds with our high-voltage rock. In your name we pray. Amen. Now let's get out there and melt some faces. So Zach tells Dewey that they can do his song as long as Dewey sings it. He's like, yeah, I'm no singer. And Dewey's like, all right, all right, only if it's cool with you. And then Gordon comes up to Dewey and he's like, um, all of the light cues are to the other song. And Dewey's like, Gordon, you're a genius. You're going to have to feel it. You're going to have to improvise. You got this. And Gordon's like, okay, okay. And he's like, run like the wind. Sends him off. And then Billy hands Dewey a little bag with his costume in it. He's like, it was your idea to go with the uniform, so go put it on. Quick. Goes off while No Vacancy continues with their dumbass song. Spider wearing his weird little leather shrug and his giant chest tattoo just (laughs) gyrating on his guitar. Yeah, his little leather shrug. Yeah. So the parents arrive at the venue. They try to get in, but the bouncer's like, you can't get in without tickets. And they try to like tell them that their kids are in there. They're like 10 years old. She's like, I'm the principal of the school. (laughs) And he's like, I don't care who you are. You need a ticket. So Mullins is like, all right, all right, let's just all get tickets. (laughs) And they manage to make it into the crowd as the kids take the stage. Dewey introduces them and says they're going to be playing a song written by their very own Zach Mooneyham. And Teacher's Pet starts playing. Oh my god. It's so good. This song is so good. I listen to it like very frequently. (laughs) Yeah, all the the kids are absolutely killing it. They have their cool costumes on. We have... Mm -hmm. Gordon's light show, the little animation that he's done with the School of Rock logo, modeled after like the Horace Green logo. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah, the song is just like amazing, and they have this incredible stage presence. The whole crowd loves it. The parents are loving it. Yes, Tamika's parents are like loving watching her sing. Yeah, she has a little solo. Zach's parents are like watching him shred oh my gosh it's so good lawrence has a little solo he points out to the crowd we have this great moment between zach's dad and lawrence's dad where he's like your son is very skilled thanks so's yours yeah it's just incredible everyone is simply vibing dewey finally gets his stage dive they catch him he does not fall to the ground no you know we have just the final moments of the song the crowd goes wild zach throws his hat into the crowd all the parents are cheering it's truly it's an incredible moment i mean like i said in the intro i do cry when i watch this because i just love seeing these kids like rock on yeah become so confident and like really express themselves 
like through art, especially when they come from a much more like rigid environment mm-hmm. to really see them let loose and their their joy and their talent just like shines through. It's it's really cool to see. Yeah, I think every class should have a rock band. Yeah, this should be a real project that every school in the state, in the state has to do. <laughs> yeah. After the performance, Mullins tries to go backstage and they're like, are you with the band? And she's like, I am the principal of the band. And they're like, right on and let her backstage. Um, And she sees Dewey. Dewey's like, are you mad? And she's like, I'm furious, but they were incredible. And Summer is like schmoozing with some hot shots who are like, who's the manager of this band? And she's like, that's me. I am. <laughs> I am. I'm a little girl. Um, <laughs> and then Freddie is talking to some drummer guys who are like, that's awesome, man. Like, how long have you been playing? He's like, or no, 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 no. I'm thinking of um, Oh, yeah. Zach. It's the bassist. It's the bassist from uh, No Vacancy. Yeah. And Zach is yeah. like, oh, I started playing three years ago. You know, I used to do classical, but now I'm into rock. <laughs> and <laughs> then Mullins is flirting or rather spider is flirting with Mullins (laughs) and she tells him that she's the principal and he's like that's cool and she's like yes it is it is it's very very cool he's like I like that you're hot you're so hot and she's like what I'm I'm sorry what are you warm (laughs) it's like so funny she has no idea (laughs) he's like you're so hot what what what? Are you warm? God, Joan, you're killing Joan. me. You're really killing me. <laughs> so it's time to announce the winner of Battle of the Bands, School of Rock, the whole band and crew, they all join hands. And the winner is... No Vacancy. Oh, boo. And, you know, everyone boos. Do is like, oh man, it was a beauty contest. They weren't even listening to the music. The crowd is like super confused. No vacancy goes up to collect their check. Nobody is clapping except for this one guy mm-hmm. who's just like, yeah, no vacancy. But also, I do have to wonder, and I never really thought about it until this watch around, who are these people that are going to a sold out Battle of the Bands competition at like a 10 a.m. on a Thursday. Yeah, it's at a very odd time. Because <laughs> the kids were in school in the morning. Yeah, and then- <laughs> what? And that theater is packed. I don't. It- <laughs> There's some things not adding up right now, but yeah, it's okay. I'll suspend my disbelief because I love this movie, but <laughs> insane. So, you know, the crowd is like, what the fuck? Even the parents in the crowd are like, no, School of Rock, School of Rock. Everyone starts screaming, School of Rock. Mm -hmm. Dewey is just like really pissed off that they lost. And Freddie's like, Rock isn't about getting an A, you know? The Sex Pistols never won anything. Yeah. They just tell him not to let the man get you down and that they played a kick-ass show. And the crowd starts chanting, School of Rock, School of Rock. And the kids are like, what is that? Like, what do they want? And Dewey's like, it's an encore. We're going to go and do another song. They want us to sing again. And so they all run on stage, everyone, the band and the crew, and they start playing It's a Long Way to the Top 
by ACDC. Oh my gosh. When I was in the third grade, I had this teacher, Mr. Wolf, and we did have like a little school of rock moment with him because he had did this thing every semester. Yeah. Where at the assembly, like I think the second assembly of the year, Mr. Wolf's class would get up and perform a song. And he would take time out of our class time to like learn a song. And when I was in his class in the third grade, we did It's a Long Way to the Top. And we all learned how to sing the song. We learned choreography. And we all came to that assembly in like all black and sunglasses and we all performed wow. it's a long way to the top would love that video <laughs> we would practice it during class time and i remember one time a kid from another class came in to like borrow an eraser for the whiteboard or something while we were rehearsing and so she came in and he's like i'll give you an eraser but if you tell anyone what we're doing in here and then he mimed cutting off her tongue <laughs> Oh my gosh. He's like, you might not be able to say anything to anyone and then send her out on her <laughs> So we did that the first semester. And then the second semester, we started rehearsing Another Brick in the Wall. And that was going to be the song. But we weren't allowed to do it because oh. the teachers didn't want us, or I guess the principal didn't want us singing we don't need no education. And hey, teachers, leave them kids alone. When we were eight years old, they were like, you cannot perform this at the school. Assembly. Wow. So the man. we were censored. The man kept us down. Yeah. But we did get to perform. It's a long way to the top. And I was right in front, front and center, because yes. I knew the song because of this movie. There you go. That's my story. So our last scene of the movie Summer gets out of the car. She's doing some deals on the phone as, you know, band manager. She's like... Wheeling and dealing. Well, if you're so desperate, then stop lowballing us. I'll have to talk to the band. And she gets dropped off at the School of Rock after school program. Dewey and Ned have converted their apartment into a music studio. The band is practicing. It's a long way to the top while Ned is teaching beginner's guitar to these little kids. So they get to combine like their love, their mutual love of teaching and music. Yes. It's so sweet. And the credit scene, I'm just going to say right now, it is a federal crime if you don't watch it all the way to the end. I'm sorry, but it's true. Yeah, I was confused. You got to watch the whole thing. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead. but So everyone gets a solo in this credit scene except Katie and I didn't understand that either cuz yeah cuz they're they're doing the song everyone gets their moment to shine except for Katie no bass solo yeah. for Katie I guess which is rude because all bassists matter certainly but yeah everyone everyone gets their moment Jack Black is just you know living his best goofy life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the credits roll and that is the school of rock oh my gosh Jack Black just doesn't disappoint no the writing, the comedy, it's all there for me. Yeah, it's going to be high rating. Yeah. I mean, this is like this is really the ultimate comfort movie for me. Mm-hmm. Um I watch it when I'm feeling awful and it always puts me in a better mood. Like I've had a really hard week this week and getting to watch this movie like it was very much needed. Mm-hmm. Um, it always makes me feel better. I usually watch it on my birthday as well because that's so fun. It, it just always puts me 
in the best mood. It's just, yeah, like the comedy is so good and it has so much heart to it and it's so charming and it's really genuine. Yeah, yeah. And if you listen to like our high school musical episode, I've talked about this before, but I just love movies where I get to see like kids discovering how to express themselves through art because like obviously that's very important to me I'm an artist yeah and I remember being super shy as a kid I was a lot like Zach and not really you know talkative or really that extroverted but when I was singing or when I was you know performing I would really be able to come out of my shell and come alive and it's always so heartwarming to see that on screen. So I just really enjoy it. And understandably so. I'm right there. I definitely agree. And it it has the quotes, like it it has those classic like lines that you remember. It's a really great feel-good movie. And I think it's really wholesome. Like I would absolutely show my kids this movie. Oh yeah. Totally. Shall we rate it? I think it's time. I before we did this episode, I was like, I feel like I'm going to give it a nine, but I'm remembering how nostalgic this movie is to me. And like, I remember watching this with my brother mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if I want to give it the full 10 or if I want to do 9.5. I mean, if you're not sure, it's then it's not 5. a 10. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a 10. I, I know. Knew. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a full 10 for me. It's yeah, it's it's a perfect movie in my eyes. Yeah. If you're looking to laugh, if you're looking to sing, looking to have a good time this week. Yes. Throw on school of rock. Throw on school of rock. Throw on some Nacho Libre. Sometimes Ooh. you need the Jack Black comedy style to just get you through, get you through, get you to have a laugh. Absolutely. If you are in Canada, you can stream it on Amazon. If you Prime. are in the US, it's on Netflix, baby. Ooh, nice. Yes. Borrow someone's Netflix password if you don't have one. Wow, I can't believe we only have one back to school movie left. And it is a big one. So oh, it's, you are it's going to want to hit one. subscribe. Yeah, it's a big movie, and we have a very exciting guest. Oh, we so. do. We do. Ooh. Yeah. So spicy. Yeah, we have we have a lot of very exciting guests coming up over the next like two months. So yeah, <laughs> buckle your seatbelts, kids. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed getting to do my best Jack Black impressions. <laughs> and if you enjoyed it, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Absolutely, and you can always follow us on social media. We're available on Instagram at Movies That Raised Us, TikTok, at Movies That Raised Us Pod. Yes, we're on Twitter, at MTRU underscore pod, and you can always send us a good old-fashioned email at moviesthatraisedus at gmail.com. I'm Mo. And I'm Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. <laughs>